Welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, Episode 74. I am PJ. I'm Wookie. Joining us is Dan. Dan. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? Good, good. Um, He's from eFish Games working on Saberpunks. Um, That's right. Yeah, it's a... um... It's a VR multiplayer, uh, I, I hesitate to say sword fighting game. It's more of a fighting game at its core. It utilizes a lot of melee weapons, and our mission statement was well, we wanted to do melee over at range, where you would simulate all the behaviors of a melee combat, but because VR is inherently bad for melee combat, because you can't have the, the occlusion, your hands go desync real fast, um, I decided to throw the attacks and have those projectiles kind of represent the attack over time. And these flying projectiles, they act kind of like the blocks in Beat Saber. They come at you over a range and you kind of have to like look at it and the stuff that's coming at you to plan out how you're going to block or interact. Um, so I often say it's kind of got a rhythm game soul <laughs> to it, but it's a fighting game at its core. Yeah. Uh, you were kind enough to get me a build, and I played it, and, <clears throat> like, I don't want to say it's Street Fighter in VR. You probably don't agree, like no. that, but. <laughs> no, I don't mind at all. To be but set the, next to the greats is, is humming. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. The moves, like, Wookiee, for, like, you you know, we used to play Street Fighter, and you actually have to swing your arms, like, diagonally up, down, and there's, like, I don't know, what, 10-plus moves per weapon per character? and That's right, more. yeah, about. 10 or 11 combos per character, and we have 12 characters. Uh, And then each has an ultimate weapon where you activate uh, and you spend your kind of this meter you've been building up by blocking. And so you're you're incentivized to be defensive. uh, And then it will convert your weapon to a different, more powerful one that has like, you don't don't even have to do a combo to get that special move out. (laughs) And so all the basic attacks are enhanced and you get a shield. It's pretty game-turning, tide-turning kind of effect. Yeah. I think it's really dynamic because you're trying to do a move and the other guy's throwing stuff at you and just with the blocking and having to get your move right. out. Oh, it was because just, your, it was your, a... <laughs> your offensive weapon is your defensive surface, and the way that we design the slash logic involves having to go from um, kind of like behind you. There's an invisible box right in front of you and you have to clear it all the way through which inherently prevents you from blocking because you can't stop in and catch things in front of you you have to clear the space opening you up to be hit so it's kind of how we designed it was you had to choose between attacking or defending it's called a hybrid then you can't like just cheese it somehow and like throw your you know stuff and then block halfway through it. That's pretty good. So you can skill shot it though because this this the wet the slashes are still coming in in front of you and if you if you time it right, you can hit and collide against the attack while slashing and that's like the pro move is to be mm. able to destroy the incoming attack with your <laughs> swing, but you have and to be going a certain speed. And then your projectile still goes. Yeah. Huh. And it's inherently yeah. difficult to do. Um, but it's like, there's layers to it. Like we, I was playing with gun swords and you could shoot, but on the edge of the gun, there's a blade and that's what you block with, with most of the weapons. So like you could block, like you're saying, like block it and then still pull off your move. It was, it worked really well. Like I'm, I'm excited. 
<laughs> yeah, the combo system, um, we, we were inspired to do a game with minimal buttons. We wanted to utilize as much of the, you know, motions that make VR so good. And so the direction, there are eight directions that you can cut. There's four diagonals and four, you know, vertical horizontals. And then there's two hands. So that's 16 different inputs plus a jab on each hand. Yeah. So you actually have uh, 18 possible inputs to the combo set. And then that will reward you with like a spinning attack, which brings up the really, the, the most interesting part I think is the fact that the slash that's coming at you, you have to block like perpendicular. <clears throat> yeah. If you line up with the slash, the slash will pass through your sword and it'll hit you. Because if you think about like, I've got a sword and I'm standing next to you, if I point it at your blade and you just go like that, it's pat I'm not <laughs> stopping anything. I have to catch it mm -hmm. at like a, an angle. So when, when the stuff is coming through and it's spinning, it's really hard to like guess where it's gonna land based on where you are. And you know, if you're planning on moving around, it may be a little different distance from you and it'll keep rotating. So there's spin, stun, strong, which is a two-handed block, multi-shot, and chip. I think that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, you, different combinations of, of those output rewards make each character feel kind of identified. Like they, they associate more with the spin moves or they associate more with the strong attacks that where you have to block with two hands. So we tried to give more like of a, a flavor and link that to the style of weapons. And no two weapon has the same shape. Like they're all different. Including the yeah, it's, I thought it was really neat. You were having me share my screen while I was playing and you're watching me giving me tips. And I was really quiet because there are so many moves and <laughs> just trying to learn all that. It was it's just like any new fighting game where you're kind of at first you're like, holy crap, that's too much. But then. You figure out two or three, and you're like, oh, I got this. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in and combat... Switch, yeah, that's cool. In combat, it's always different. Like, you have a training mode, you're like, oh, practice, practice, and you forget everything in battle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's such a different experience, and that's why I think fighting games are unique, as opposed to, like, um, like a Beat Saber, where it's, it's, a, it's on a script. It's the same thing. When you're up against a human, it changes how the whole experience you know, it kind of makes a story out of it. Yeah. Because you never know and, who you're going to be up against, what strategies do they like. And i that's why I'm still, I'm on the fence. I'm kind of curious. Have you guys seen a lot of success with multiplayer-only games? Because I'm tempted to, to, because it's a 1v1, it's kind of a good format for multiplayer because you only really need one opponent. Um, but I'm trying to see if it's worth investing prior to, like, a full release in some form of single player box. Um, Go ahead. That's always a challenge just because it's finding other people, you know, especially, you know, if a game's brand new or a game's getting a little old and there's nobody to play with. I think Longevity. Just, yeah, yeah just, even just having the tag online only might call a few possible purchasers and that would just, because they'll be like, well, I'm not going to find anybody to play with. Um, so I'm a fan of having both. But I don't know. Yeah, and I've always 
I've always loved the option to say if I only have a half hour, you know, trying to find a match or someone to play with, or if it's laggy, it's like I've wasted that half hour I didn't even play. So it's just it's nice to have something to hop into with a shorter amount of time for a single yeah, player. Yeah, I, I built out the training just kind of to have something to do in the meantime, but I still think that it's important that we give content to people who are not necessarily as competitive. Yeah. Out the gate or somebody who may want to feel more comfortable with a game before going because I mean I, I know people who refuse to play multiplayer yep yep I know a lot of those people <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I'm I'm still kind of feeling out how we want to yeah. release but yeah I think with the characters I've seen um, you could really give them some kick-ass backstories and make it really cool <laughs> that's the advantage yeah. of single players you have time to tell the story yeah yeah, we have a couple writers on staff, so I think we would have the capacity to fill that out. I mean, I get way too competitive, so my in my brain with competitive games, it's like, and PJ can, and can attest to that, I think. Unless I have enough time to, like, practice, I won't even do the multiplayer because I'm going to be annoyed at it. So <laughs> way back when we'd play, like, Soul Calibur on the old Dreamcast or something like that, that game is just as complicated as any other use the maxi the nunchuck guy every move leads into a stance that leads to like 10 more moves and it's like 10 moves mm -hmm. here 10 moves there and it's just nuts so did you I find yourself practicing in like a single player or practicing in training in the single player i just run through the story for mm -hmm. the characters and i would just keep playing the story mode because it you know even if it's a little goofy or corny like that game with the with the announcer was like the soul still burns and all this stupid <laughs> stuff but i'm still doing that because the training was like you know start out with the training get used to a few ideas but then i want a little bit more dynamic you know yeah i always went through the single thing. player and looked at the move list every couple minutes okay i learned this but what's the next move type thing yeah. and soul caliber specifically i think they had a button you could pop up the move list in training yeah. So I would do both. Um, they got we, that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, we have a little PDA that that pops up at in your hand even mid game, so yeah. it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't obscure your vision. You can fight and like research. <laughs> that's awesome. I've done that a lot. Can be like, oh crap. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, how does that work? I forgot. It's really <laughs> funny because you can tell when the opponent's doing it too, because they'll like twist their <laughs> hand, their weapons looking down. <laughs> The, the setup on their game, Wookie, um, you're both on the top of a roof, and the object is to knock the other one off, correct? It's really neat. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the sumo square or, or circle. Like, sort of, but it does make it a very linear game, which is like, you know, if you look at it from the side, it looks like a traditional fighting game, which is what we're going for. Because they don't, they don't go off plane. It's not like a 3D fighter. You would fall if you go too far to the side. That's how we kind of keep the players in a, in a general area, but give them freedom of, of motion to duck and dodge. You know, so they're not locked in a cockpit, mm. but they are bounded. Yeah, it's really neat. That sounds cool. I can't wait till we can have, like, maybe a video up here. Yeah, that's coming. Clip. But before <laughs> that, that is going to be so cool. Be like, highlight what we're talking about. Because I just want to see this stuff, because... Yeah, our Discord, um, I'll have you guys post it and check it out, but we have uh, matchmaking, um, like every other Friday, we try to get a group together, 
and I'll go in and test the latest build. Um, so we've also been getting some people to st stream it on Twitch, and so we have a bunch of gameplay footage you can watch. That's cool. Um, very cool. And I, I mean, you had asked earlier about my, my back story kind of with my development. I never started as a game de developer or designer or anything. I started in uh, the military as a civilian um, working with web apps. So as a full stack um, kind of Java mid-tier databasing, some light JavaScript. But that led me into finance where I worked for Fannie Mae and then uh, FINRA and then after that, I'm currently working for NASA uh, through a Raytheon <laughs> contractor. And, and it's just all of this very, until NASA, very dry. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really have kind of needed this kind of an outlet for creativity and, and you know, more of a vision, something that's tangible. Um, because finance, no, no one understands. <laughs> Ridiculous thing. But this <laughs> is tangible. This is a, this is a comp, you, you create an experience and, you know, you, you can connect with some people and not with others, but you, you have a broad audience you're trying to reach. And it's really interesting because I'm used to like having 15 people that are told they have to use my software. And because it's in a small, you know, it's a, we're all <laughs> a company and they just have a few SMEs that need some tools. But building a game, you, you can go in there and debug and watch things move around and change state. And it just is like inside of the living program. Yep. Uh, I was a 3D enthusiast, actually, prior to VR. I would um, take 3D photos with a camera that I had built. Um, it was two really like small form factor Sony NEX, uh, but they were still like DSLR good lens kind of cameras but they had a really sh short width so I could get two of them next to each other and they were nice. maybe twice pupillary distance which is still kind of disorienting but it, it worked and I would take pictures and I'd put them up on my like 3DS and on my TV and then <laughs> all of that technology and this happened and I was like this is better <laughs> because movies and, and televisions it's, it's such a perspective driven thing and when you have stereo, you have one camera perspective. So there's literally only one person in the entire theater who's getting a good experience. Yeah. Right? Everyone else is at the wrong angle and probably getting a headache. But VR <laughs> changes all. Um, so, you know, once I... We can uh, all get a headache together in VR. <laughs> 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 yes, exactly. A very big communal experience of... Um, Especially since they really, really pushed that post-production 2D popping where they would make a movie with 2D cameras and then they'd like, you know, take an X-Acto knife and cut out the characters, right? <laughs> and it just isn't right. That's why Avatar and, and Dread 3D, you know, those were good. Um, maybe not, you know, from an entire cinematic perspective, but the 3D was good <laughs> because they used 3D cameras. Um, yeah, I had a friend working for uh, Giovanni Ribisi after Avatar. He was working in the grayscale, like upscaling 2D shots by painting gray weights and stuff to make it closer to the yeah. camera. And yeah. I was like, you're the asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> giving me edits. Yeah, and the thing is, 
My opinion of it was that they loved 3D tickets because box office numbers were in dollars, not number of people. So if you had a more expensive ticket, it looked like more people went to see your movie. Sure. So the box office numbers were getting inflated by the extra price, 20% price jump of the mm. 3D cost. So it would look better on their box office numbers. So they would just like back convert 2D stuff just to try to get a buck. And that was annoying. But this space, me. you know, this is, yeah. this is not been ruined yet. Like the VR <laughs> landscape is so fresh. Um, I mean, literally you have a construction <laughs> over <laughs> in the game. Like, I think it just is, is very true to what we're experiencing right now, which is we're at the, the kind of the event horizon for this. We don't know what's on the other side, but you can see yeah. things taking shape. And this is really interesting. I like this uh, as like a, you know, a nice little meetup space where you can build out and, and interact with um, when would When did this happen? I had not heard of this. They've been doing this for a couple months. Um, Spatial Ape, they have a trade show every Thursday. Wookiee's body is flying that way. Um, mm -hmm. All right. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were yeah, they have a trade show <laughs> with... Trying some moves out. Yeah. yeah, every Thursday I have a trade show with developers, and I was actually off this week, so I actually got to experience the whole thing. And <clears throat> they all meet in the middle of the space, do a couple introductions, and then everyone goes to their booth for the game or app, whatever they're doing. And then you just walk around and talk. And then it was funny last Thursday or two yesterday, I guess. Um, there was like. 10 plus people in our booth just we're just having a chat of um different areas like uh countries and the differences and you know shipping of hardware and doing software like and we just sat here and talked for like an hour and a half so and that's great yeah i found yeah. really interesting uh the twitch community um i've been interacting with for the first time in my life because i'm of the millennial generation where we actually played games in the same room as each yep. other um <laughs> and that's just not an option and uh <laughs> the size sucks. of the games you know vr and all that it, your split screen it, days are done and now it's all this like kind of like late night it's uh it's it's every night live <laughs> is twitch like it's it they have to improv they have to entertain and they have to do it live all the time i'm yeah. very impressed uh and they have you know really positive and really negative communities but in all, they're all there to have fun. Um, and I can appreciate it now that I've gotten closer to it. Uh, and I've gotten to know some of the people who, who stream. Uh, and they're a huge asset to me because they love to try new stuff. And I yep. need <laughs> as many bodies as I can. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're, you're only a new player once. Yeah. After that, you're trained. You've already you've figured it out. I, you're not as useful as a tester once you've touched it. <laughs> Yeah. So, going back to like story and what you want to talk about your character over here, we can go do sure. some show and tell. So this is Bodark. He carries um, the heavy weapons in the game, which is the axes, single edge. Uh, they sit out on the hilt a bit, so your blocking service is is not as close to your hand as with the sabers. Uh, they have a 15 damage each, so he's the highest base damage character in the game with 30 total. 
Uh, it's, it only cuts on, on one edge, so you can't come back. You have to turn around and cut. Um, same with sabers. But that single edge nature kind of reduces speed naturally. It just is a little bit harder to cut because you have to turn around. But the, um, the ultimate mode for him is a double-headed axe and beast claw. So the double-headed axe is strong and the beast claw shoots doubles. So it's a little bit asymmetric kind of a, uh, a weapon style where you have one small and one huge with like fast little shots and then like the big stomper. So I think it feels kind of fun to do both. Uh, we wanted to have him feel really very much like the a lot of, of heavy damage. <laughs> he is Russian. I believe he has a, you know, troubled backstory as we all do. Um, but he's a, I'm not sure if the race has been named yet, but we're, we're working on the, uh, like the more the world building to say exactly, you know, what his sure. origins, but he's military, ex-military, that's Naz, I believe is the Russian special forces. Um, and the, the kind of camo kind of a blue emissive so it's a very uh kind of a cold um you know going for that siberian husk you know kind of a vibe nice yeah we have a pretty strong emissive on him uh on all our characters very tron like energy is what we're going for uh, but it actually will will light up as dynamically as you are playing the game it, it's kind of meant to represent their soul energy okay uh is is kind of the and and (laughs) it's it's the slashes we're we're going canonically with them being a extension of them of yourself you will it into existence because you have shown that you want to attack them and so it flies out from your being uh, and these people are able to wield these weapons because they have a strong of will, like character, strong um, motivations, and they're able to utilize these, whereas the common man could not. So they're special warriors. Uh, they're mercenaries. So they're a bit untethered, um, but they are hired by the corporations who have replaced the government. And they've, they're kind of like, you know, fiefdom big corporations have kind of taken over the rule of the land uh, and and they don't play nice so they hire mercenaries <laughs> to to you know mess with each other's business so that's that's kind of the backstory of you know what we're working with it is very dystopian um, cyberpunk you know we just wanted to try to take a different angle on cyberpunk and go more international because I've always seen it's either like major city and it's almost always Tokyo and so we wanted to see what would what would rural cyberpunk look like? What would, <laughs> you know, what would I, what would a mountaintop dojo? How would that be enhanced in the future? Right. <laughs> That's what we're going for is a little more nature mixed in because usually it's it's all metallic and. That's awesome. Trying to we're trying to be on the edge and the environments you know in decline so we're trying to see how does that represent itself in our environments haze fog we're definitely playing around a lot with like a kind of a misty dusty um we called it the blade runner haze uh (laughs) 
because it's that you know that just almost radioact radioactive looking orange color that you can really make a scene look truly dystopian with nice sounds cool for the yeah. just curious for the moves like are these just things you made up and hey these feel good or did you have anyone that's had any form of weapon training say hey so this I, is kind of how that works or i went to a sword fighting class uh at the get at the get-go when we had the idea i signed up for a long sword class and befriended the the instructors um so you know cut to a couple weeks later he's got 10 swords laid out in my backyard and we're like <laughs> running through them getting a feel for what directions cut feels good with them he's got like a he's got like an eight foot like massive sword it's bigger than he is and he's huge um but it it let me actually get some real sword fighting into the game so if you play with longsword and you're familiar with longsword, you'll actually notice that the combo system that it's based off of has a directional cut, diagonal always, and then a return. But it's two of those in a row. And the Myers Square is a, is a training process for longswordsmen to cut along diagonals and then change the direction and cut back. And then there's four different versions of that. So they'll be like uh, top left, top right and then uh, bottom left bottom right and it's it helps you explore kind of the circle but that it's perfect for our combo system because it's all diagonals and it it's it's a very specific sequence so if you know long sword you're gonna like that character yeah wookie and i took a sword class wookies and, and that stuff a little more than i was it wasn't much but Hima? uh katori with uh, japanese katanas nice but yeah, it, it did really feel like a couple of those uh, it was familiar and i'm like what the hell <laughs> this is awesome yeah. it's yeah, weird it's like, when, you, when you get your hands on it how, how instinctive some of that is and the, the diagonals are all it's about so that is kind of cool that you picked up on that yeah and for the sabers we we went with a there's like an old portuguese uh sword fighter who's got a, a reputation for being dancey so we made a lot of the combo names were like, you know, uh, Tango de la Muerte and some different fun things based off a dancing theme. Um, but the cuts are actually designed to clear a room because you're supposed to like, okay, let me see if I have room in here to do this. But let's say you were standing next to me on either side, just where you are, right? So you would hit three shots on the left and then also kind of leaning in so that he's further one two three and then one two three and you could clear a room like that so it's actually two different combos first you learn the the set and you have an alt per side and then the, the total combo is doing each in sequence and you get something better for doing all six motions diagonal diagonal horizontal diagonal diagonal horizontal and, uh, it, it just awesome. feels natural. It feels right because it's based off. It's cool that you have that because there's some sword fighting games in VR that PJ and I have played. And for me, they bother, you know, because you don't have the haptic feedback. So, like, if you're banging on their sword, it's like, no, my hands are here. The sword's somewhere else. And it's like, damn it. But you've been able to take natural feel and put it into a combo system where it actually moves. 
that's right. controlled by natural motion. And your opponent can interrupt you. Yeah. Your opponent can't stop your hands, but they can stun you. So if I pull off a stun attack, then it could interrupt your combo. So there's a little bit of counterpunch built mm. into that because uh, even if you block successfully, it disables that weapon. Um, <laughs> so it, you would have like a, a second where you'd have to kind of wait and hope that your combo didn't time out. So, and you can stop a spammer real easy because spammers aren't defending. Yeah. They're just going like this and they can't, they can't stop from getting hit because they're just too busy swinging out of the defensive area. So stun is a counter spam uh, along with just basically any combo because it stacks damage and spammers can't do combos because it just is, unless they're very, very good, which should be rewarded. Yeah. I'm excited. Spam, it felt very decay. intuitive. Good. We definitely are, are trying not to encourage spamming, but we want to allow it. It'll still work, but we try to scale it down so it's not the only strategy. That's a good um, thing, too, because I like newbies to do the Indiana Jones. They do, yeah. And sometimes they win, but I like the Indiana Jones method where they shoot the guy. You do all these moves you want, and you just kind of... <laughs> Experience. And it's funny because I have gun blades, so there is a little bit yeah. of that gun to a knife party. Yeah. My favorite weapon, hands down, is it was kind of like the culmination of the weird things that I do in the game. I have a battery-powered uh, two-handed sword. The way I do it, instead of grabbing it and gripping it and have it be like a fulcrum, I actually just require you to put the hand nearby. So you can kind of hold it however you want, um, and it powers the weapon like a battery. Hmm. It allows you to 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 attack, but it still feels heavy because you have to keep your hands together. Yeah, and I like how you had the audio with that because you could hear it, and if you got too far, you heard a, <laughs> and you're like, oh crap! And I instinctively would put my hands together and finish off the combo. So, There's an art to that neat. audio. I wasn't sure how to notify you that you were doing it wrong, right? Because th there were several events we could have done, but we we decided to notify you when you break apart and then just have a low hum when it's working yeah the everything's okay alarm right it, it was very helpful for you watching me yelling at me saying nope wrong <laughs> that's not great i don't but i'm not gonna do be that able to for everyone all the time. exactly <laughs> yeah. but hopefully the, the message conveys um but what i did i also i made gun blades after that which you know it lets you shoot and it's kind of built into the, the existing system for jabs um but then I combined those two, and I made, um, I took a Barrett 50 cal and I put swords on it. <laughs> uh, so it has a, a sword on the top coming out of the scope and a sword in the bottom, like where a bayonet would go. And uh, it's, it's battery powered and it, it shoots strong jabs. So you need both hands to block or it'll like come through. Um, and the, the scope works. So I'm very proud of that. <laughs> um, that sounds fun. Yeah, but it's kind of a combination of the two weird things that I'm doing that I don't think a lot of other games are doing. So I, I'm excited to see how people like it. And I, I can tell you, I don't remember if I played for about an hour, maybe. I was just dead. And you're like, hey, want to go try multiplayer? And I'm like, yeah, but my arms are numb. Noodles. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, it's going to be a workout because it's competitive. Yeah. And you have, like, a reason to be putting in this energy other than just yep. to try to 
you know, and I think that's a lot of that Beat Saber, you know, you just get in the grind, you're going through it, but I think there's something different when it's a person in a fighting yeah. game. There's just, it's, it You take feels, it more seriously, yeah. I think your adrenaline comes in more because you feel like you're in some sort of a, you know, I, I don't know, I get more hyped with fighting games <laughs> than rhythm games. Nothing yeah. against Beat Saber. It is the best game, it's the gold standard for minimalist fun. <laughs> in VR like they just yeah. they have a solid concept they executed it well and they, they built a great community um, so I can only hope to you know to have any of that success but we're just trying to be fun we're just trying to have options yeah. but if you know <clears throat> play styles work with the game but yeah yeah once once the moves clicked I was sold I was like this is going to be awesome and just excellent just doing the training and you know you interacting with me and stuff it was pretty epic so i can't imagine how to beat a beat up on my brother here or... <laughs> yeah, yeah send him a copy um let me know when you do so i can uh watch because it's it's really educational for me to see new players play uh i would not fight against you because it's just Rude. no one learns <laughs> anything right when the creator of the game plays yeah, against you saying. i would rather watch you two play so are you like the uh, space? Are you the boss at the end of the story mode? Like, <laughs> defeat me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll expand the character model, even though that's not tech. Um, yeah. You just bump up the other person's hit boxes, so you just hit them. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be the only one that can reach you. I'll I'll just reach my sword out and smack you around. You're just like the uh, the Smash Brothers hands. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I've been thinking about this. I, I had a I had a question. I wanted to pose something, and you you don't have to tell me now. But think about this. I need to do Twitch integration. I want to get the chat involved, and I love the bomb because it's like not going to interfere with gameplay, but you can kind of like make a shout out. So I wanted to do like a balloon that floated kind of like in, in between the two and you had to kind of like get the slash to hit the balloon and it would say the name. Uh, I think it'd be up. interesting because it doesn't interfere and it doesn't change the gameplay, but it's hmm. something extra. Um, so I'm trying to think of ways to integrate Twitch chat and let the, the chat members be a part of the game without interfering with the competition. Yeah, I think that kind of stuff is, is kind of fun. I like the I would give them to hit. Yeah, that balloon idea is great. I would maybe do a game type where every round, I don't know if you have rounds or planning rounds, um, but the audience chooses the weapons for each guy. <laughs> I like that. Okay. That'd be, like a, that'd a, be pretty a, cool. A chat chosen character. Yep. They vote who they want to see you play, kind of. Yeah. Anything yeah, but Voldo. What did you have? Oh, anything but Voldo, the, one of the guys from <laughs> Soul Calibur, the weird one. Yeah, it, it, hey, it was my favorite character, so I just goes to show. Him. It takes all time. It takes all nope. time. <laughs> and his little back crab walk. Yeah. Yeah. I was always Mitsurugi, and I had like the, the ones where he's pushing two hands on the sword. I had whole combos with those moves. Just walk PJ right off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. There's nothing like brotherly fighting game rivalry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's because you establish and you maintain it. 
<laughs> yeah. We used to play Street Fighter sitting next to each other, and you just punch the other kid, yeah. and knock him off his chair. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're on metal folding chair, somebody's gonna get a boot, and that chair's going yeah. sideways. <laughs> yeah, high kick, high kick. Yeah, yeah. High kick this bitch. So. Yeah. That is the first thing coming to mind. I can see if we can think up some other things. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, when it's done well, that Twitch integration, it can be so much fun. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not game affecting. Right. And that's the tough part is to is to strike that balance where, you know, you're you're engaging and they they enjoy it and I just think like showing their name is such a big part of it. That whole bomb yeah. thing, you know, being acknowledged in the space, that's a big part of Twitch, you know. Is being able to maybe do <clears throat> if you do that round thing with the weapon choice, maybe when you know the rounds over and the scores come up, you list who voted for what and then puts their name yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, the names are there. Yeah, so you yep. get to see who's or or during the character selection because that's yeah. kind of like it would the character selection is what would change. You would no longer have choice, but it would still be there, and you could see like the votes fill in each. You know, yeah. Maybe need some names on who voted what. I think that's a really good idea to include the names for the votes. Otherwise, the only other thing, real quick, that comes to mind, I don't know if you're going to have this or if it's a plan or not, but with interactable environments, like say you're on top of the roof and people can vote for the roof to collapse at a certain point or like something falls out of the sky or something. That Seems type like of thing. Like that too. Uh, I like it because you could do like fireworks in the background kind of thing, yep. where, depending on where you are. Um, to to have little events in the arena that's going on that could be very interesting. Yeah. When I think about that kind of stuff, there was an old online game that a friend of mine used to play called was it Battle Tetris or something that you'd get pickups as you played, and you could use those. It would like swap your blocks. So <laughs> I always go back to that kind of stuff. Like anything you think, like just take it to the simple game like Tetris. What would be the most annoying thing you could do? Because like. I would use a swap my block. I would ruin my whole side, about to lose, and I'd swap it. And then he'd have my blocks, and he would lose because he's like, I can't fix this. You know, just that kind of stuff. i take it, like, back. Like, what what kind of stuff yeah. does my game have in it that could be simple like that but be devastating or not? Yeah. Because, like, maybe, like, a switch spot. Like, they, somebody push a button. Like, somebody's doing, like, an air attack and about to slam down on the other guy, but then you switch spots, and then the other guy gets slammed down on and used his own move against him. <laughs> And I did notice that it is often like the streamers are trying to mess, or sorry, the, the <laughs> chat is trying to make it worse. And that, that always blew my mind because I thought like they would be helping. No, no. They want to no, make they it just want to see more random stuff. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like in Guardians of the Galaxy when they're, you know, all gambling for that little thing to eat that other rat thing and they're all just throwing money on the table. That's what the Twitch <laughs> chats always like to me. It's like they just want to see chaos and random. Unfortunately, my headset power is getting low, oh, no. right. so I am going to have to, unfortunately, due to uh, hardware limitations, because I usually just keep it plugged in, but <laughs> this has been great. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. I it. Yeah, hey, have you come back when the game releases or whatever and yeah. share some more? And yeah, and we'll get some more we'll... imagery set up. Hopefully, the Spatial Ape stuff will have like more dynamic content. Yep. Yep. Great. I'm sure they're busy. Yeah, I hope if you to. want us to hang out some Friday night and fight each other or whatever we can do to help. <laughs> Keep your eye on the Discord we post in the matchmaking lobby. And send it All out right. to the to your lovely viewers so that hopefully they can as well. Awesome.
No well, thanks for me. stopping by, man. Um, <laughs> I played the game. Me. I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> Can't wait to smack <laughs> this guy around. Yep. <laughs> it's going to happen. Love it. Excellent. Have a good day. All right, man. See ya. Oh, it's go time, huh? <laughs> I can't even make a fist. <laughs> yeah. Keep trying to do that and I'm well, clicking on you guys. <laughs> well, everyone, that was uh, Dan from eFish working on Saberpunks. Um, if you're listening to this audio version, check the show notes below. We'll have links. Uh, I'll probably get some videos up and maybe play you soon. Yep. But for episode 74, I am PJ. I'm Wookie. This is our VR Verdict.